to the Love Life Church podcast and thank you for checking us out. We love God, love people, and love life, and we hope this message encourages you and inspires you. Here's today's message. We are talking about grace and peace. How many of y'all need some grace and peace? How many of y'all need God's kind of grace and peace? right? We need some grace and peace in our lives. We need some grace and peace in our bodies. Anybody need some grace and peace in your relationships, in your marriage, in your parenting, in your finances, right? We need some grace and peace every day of our life, and we're going to dive in and jump in and see what the Word says about grace and peace. Come on, Peter tells us in 2 Peter 1-2, I hope you got your Bibles ready, your notebooks, come on, your iPads, your iPhones, your iPens, your eyes. Let's go. 2 Peter 1-2, grace and peace be multiplied to you in the knowledge of God and of Jesus our Lord. Grace, come on, favor, acceptance, benefits, some provision. Anybody need some provision, right? Some more than enough, more than enough. That's grace, grace, favor, acceptance, benefits, more than enough. And peace, shalom, shalom. Rest, wholeness. Anybody need some wholeness going on in their life, right? Completeness, wholeness, prosperity, peace of mind. Anybody need peace of mind, right? Our minds are going wild. You lay your head to bed at night and thinking about this and that and this. How are we going to take care of this? And how are we going to take care of that? And how can I do this? And how can I fix that? How many are ready for grace and peace? And that peace of mind, completeness, prosperity, patient endurance. I'm ready for grace and peace to be multiplied, right? To, get, to be multiplied, to be amplified. I need some grace and peace amplified. Anybody else? To be expanded on, to be increased in, to be lavished on. I want it to be lavished on. I want to take a bath in grace and peace. I want to dive into the pool, right? A gigantic pool with the water slide. Bam! Wave pool, not a lazy river. Just a wild wave pool of grace and peace. I'm going to be swimming in grace and peace, swimming in the favor of God, swimming in the peace of God, in the wholeness of God, in the fullness of God, in the completeness of God, right? Amplified, lavished on you. Yeah, you, right? You, me, us, all of us, even you. Let's go. How many of us need this kind of grace, this kind of peace to be multiplied in our everyday life? right? In our everyday life, in our everyday struggles, in our everyday life issues. We got money issues. We got relationship issues. We got vision issues. We need grace and peace. We need grace and peace. We got health issues. Come on, it's crazy when it hits close to home, right? We need grace and peace more than enough. Healing, prosperity, completeness, wholeness, We need this in our everyday habits. How many are ready for grace and peace in your everyday habits, right? Our everyday life, in our everyday questioning. Anybody got some questions you need answers? Why is this happening? Why is this happening to our family? Why is this happening to my body? Why is this happening to our finances? Anybody got some questioning? Why, God, why? 
You need some grace and peace to be multiplied, right, lavished on you. We need grace and peace in our everyday loneliness. Anybody been lonely? Quiet. This is real. We got real life issues. You want to know why? Because we're real human beings, right? We all go through things. Every single one of us. Your neighbor could be going through something hard right now. And it's our job to be filled with the fullness of God so we have something to offer them. We care for ourselves. We coach ourselves. We keep ourselves connected to God, to his word, to his power, to his presence. And that overflow floods and spills all over to others so that we have something to offer them, right? We need this grace and peace being multiplied in our everyday battles, in the battlefield of the mind. Battlefield of the mind, grace and peace. Grace and peace in our everyday faith. Come on, you want to know what Jesus prayed for Peter? That your faith won't fail. You know what Jesus is praying for you? That your faith won't fail in him. He's like, trust me. Come to me. Get away with me. He's praying that your faith will not fail in him. Do we trust him? We only know when our cup is bumped what's really inside of us, right? When our cup is bumped. Let me tell you, I've been starting about grace and peace. I'm so excited. On Saturday, I had Thalia singing a song of peace, and it was so beautiful. I just started crying like, man, God, you are so good. Like she felt that song so much. She was singing that song to her soul, and I felt that. I was like, bam, and then this week comes. You guys want to know what happened to me this week? Let's go. So it's barely Wednesday. <laughs> so Monday, Jatay's washing some clothes. Hey, Sash, the dryer broke. Well, that's nice. And then I'm like, grace and peace be multiplied to me. Because you know what? Sometimes your girl could be a little bit quick off the cuff. What? What? You know? So I'm like, okay, cool. I'm going to bed. And just going to cast that care. So I cast that care so much that I wake up in the morning, put a load in the wash. And guess what happens? I remember what Shaday said. The dryer is dead, dead. There's no, you know, there's no CPR. There's no, you know, put a little prayer. We, this thing is old too. It's like probably 12 years old. But man, that thing has just been giving us, you know, keeps on giving. So that happens. Well, you know what? We find a dryer on sale. God provides. We have more than enough. This morning, your girl wakes up. She's ready to head to work, excited, got some, you know, my happy attitude on. Go to push start, and guess what happens? Dead battery. You guys, I can't make this up. <laughs> so what happens in our real life when our cup is bumped? Grace and peace is overflowing. I'm like, bump. It was hot. It was sweaty. The girls were not there yet. And, you know, I'm not a pro with the jumping. So I get the jumper cables and I have them together and I put it on my car. And all of a sudden, these ones start sparking like a little fire. I'm like, ha, ha. And so I take everything off and you're like, oh, you know what? I should go watch a YouTube video so that somebody could tell me how to do this, right? So anyways, I guess you're not supposed to let them be touching when you have them on a battery. And you're also supposed to put the ground and all that kind of stuff. But 
I learned something new today. I learned something new today. I learned something that I want grace and peace to be multiplied in my everyday life, in my everyday situations, not just up here while I'm preaching it. I got to live it. I got to walk it out, right? God didn't bring that to me. That dryer has been on its last limb for over two years, okay? We already replaced the washer, but we're thinking, God, that thing gave us another two years, you know? It may have had a click, 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 click going on, but hey, two more years, we got out of that sucker, right? And I got to AutoZone. There was a guy there ready to help me. He said, yes, you have a three-year warranty on this battery. Everybody's batteries are dying. You come on in. We'll replace it. I'm like, let's go, right? And then there was this song on on the radio. It's like, my big God talking to my Goliath. I was like, okay, we bopping in here that I got a big God shouting at my little battery. You know what I mean? Like, it was so cool. But this is real life, right? And, and sometimes we've got harder battles than that. We're talking life and death. That's another situation. When the cup is bumped, what do we really believe? Who do we really have our trust in? Do we, do we believe God's word? Or are we going to believe our experience? Are we going to believe only what we can see, what we can touch, what we can feel? No, we're going to believe God's word, right? We have grace and peace be multiplied to us. And the only way that we're going to unlock this kind of grace and peace is first things first. We find it in Jesus. We find it in Jesus. Coming to know Jesus because he is full of grace and truth. We need to know Jesus. We need to come to know Jesus in the time of your battery dying, in the time of the dryer, in the time of unexpected bills, in the time of a breakup, in the time of more than enough, right, on the mountaintop, but also in the valley. We need to come to know Jesus, right? Jesus is full of grace and truth. He is the prince of peace, right? Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life. Seek him and you'll find him. What have we been seeking? Money, stuff, things? Seek him and we'll find him. And we'll find peace. And we'll find rest for our souls. All the money in the world cannot give you rest for your soul. The best relationship in the world cannot give you rest for your soul. It's Jesus, King Jesus, Prince of Peace, right? We got to come to know him. Seek him and you'll find him. Ask and it'll be given unto you. Come to Jesus and he will give you rest, right? We got to take the first step to run to Jesus. In the time of need, in the time of victory, we run to Jesus. And for the rest of our lives here on this earth, we're going to have to keep putting him first. Right? We have to put him first and not money. We have to put him first and not the flesh. We have to put him first and not food. We have to put him first and not our passions. We have to put him first, right, and not our relationships. Him first. Jesus at the center, him first. Then everything else will flourish in abundance with the overflow. we got to put him first. got to put our trust in him alone because people will fail you. Money will fail you. This healthcare system will fail you. The doctor's going to fail you. I'm going to fail you. 
but Jesus and his word and his precious promises will never fail you. And that's the only thing that will never fail you. So that's what we have to put our trust in alone, our trust in him. We got to grow up in the knowledge of God and Jesus, our Lord and Savior. We need to grow up in knowledge. We need to grow up in our knowing. We need to grow up in our understanding, right? So that we can actually experience Jesus, not just know of him. Some people know of me and some people experience me. There's a whole nother situation. It's auntie, it's Miss Sasha, it's, you know, call me whatever, I'll answer, right? I'll be there, right? But there's some people who know of you and there's some people who know you. Jesus wants us to know him, know him, come to him, run to him, follow him, right? And until we grow up, until we renew our mind and conform to the son, we will always challenge him. This is wild. This is crazy. You know what we're going to challenge? We're going to challenge the word. We're going to challenge if healing is real. We're going to challenge if he really prosper us. We're going to challenge if he really cares about us. That's what we're going to challenge. You want to know why? Because we're not conformed yet to the son. Right? What did Jesus do? He surrendered. He surrendered to the will of the father. We got to grow up. We got to renew our minds. We got to renew our minds. Right? And if we don't renew our mind, we're just going to rebel against him like a spoiled child. Anybody know those spoiled ones? Yeah, you know them. You know them. We walk around, we see them, they be slapping their parents, they be slapping you, they be like, now, you're like, ooh, okay. Walk away, <laughs> just wait for that one to get big. <laughs> it's gonna get scary. You think that's cute now? Wait till that turns 16. <laughs> right? Y'all know you were 16. Yeah, back in the day, we got a That'll take that note right out of you real quick. But anyways, that was a long time ago. Some of y'all know what I'm talking about. But anyways, but until we renew our mind, we're going to just be challenging it. We're going to be like rebellious little kids, right? Leaning on what? Our own understanding. I know. I know. Mine. Give me. I want. I need. Right? We're just going to be leaning on our own understanding. But it's time to put away childish things. It's time to put away our selfish needs. It's time to put away our rebellious attitude, leaning not on our own understanding, acknowledging God in all of our ways, and stop acting God, stop asking God to acknowledge us, right? Acknowledge this relationship, God bless it. Acknowledge this job, God bless it. Acknowledge this car, God bless it, but we know you can't afford it. You wondering why they're coming up taking it? Because you done signed up for something you can't afford. You're like, you want, God, acknowledge this new home, bless it. No, seek his kingdom, seek his way of doing things. Put him first, and all these things will be added to you at just the right time. At just the right time. Trust in him. Do we trust him? Come on. Right? Seek him first. And you know what? Seeking him first, it's, gonna, it's a growth process. Right? It's a discipline. And what does growth require? And all of the interns said, opposition. Come on. Growth requires opposition. 
You want some growth? You want some gains? What do you need to do? You need to add to the resistance. We need a little bit of resistance, right? We're seeing a little bit of gains. It takes a while to see some gains. Well, you want to know what? You'll see real gains real quick when you just that mindless munching. But nobody wants those kind of gains. That's not the kind of gains we're talking about, right? We're talking about the muscle gains. What is it going to require? Opposition. And you know what opposition requires? Diligence. How many are ready to diligently seek him? Diligently seek him. Diligence requires discipline. Discipline requires self-control. Here we go. Yeah, all these words that we love. Come on, you know what? This should motivate us. This should encourage us. You want to know why? Because self-control is a fruit of the Spirit. And in the Spirit, let me tell you, we already have all that we will ever need. Wake up to your spirit self. Let's go. Wake up to your true self. You already have all that you will ever need. And we got to wake up to our spirit self. How? Through how? Sound like hell. But we're going to wake up to our spirit self. Not in hell. <laughs> Thank you, Jesus. We're going to wake up to our spirit self through personally coming to know God and Jesus as Lord. Through personally coming to know God the Father as your source. God the Father as your provider. You got nothing to be afraid of. God the Father as your protector. Something in me is I'm here to protect. Since I'm little, I'm like, let's go. I'm ready to fight. I'm ready to rumble. We protect the weak. And for some reason, I'm never the weak. I'm five. I'm six. I'm seven. Let's go. Me and Chateau, we could take the world. But that also comes with a little bit of a burden. Because I'm like, oh, I can protect us. And I can protect you. Don't worry. I can protect you. And if there's a noise or there's a something, I'm up. Let's go. Ready to rumble. I'm, I'm ready. That's your girl. But sometimes I need to realize that God is the protector. Not sometimes, all the time. In this generation, this world, this society, I don't need to be running up like, let's go. That's the past. That's the old me. That's me relying on me. I want to put my trust in Jesus. Put my confidence in him. That he's the protector. He's my provider. He's my source. He's my Abba Father. I could run to him with all of my needs. Cast my cares to him through personally coming to know God and Jesus as Lord. Then grace and peace will be multiplied to you in the knowledge, in the knowledge of God and Jesus our Lord. We got to grow in our knowledge. Some of you got so much knowledge on stats of athletes. You got so much knowledge on stats of cars and vehicles and how much they are and how much they cost and how much this. Some of you got so much stats on all the makeup and nails that a girl could ever want and desire. Some of you got, you got the stats. You know how much it is for lashes and, and extensions and, and fingernails and, you know, all that stuff. Just saying, if you're single, be careful because us girls, we, got, we can put a lot on. What you see is not what you get. <laughs> Take the girl swimming, get her water baptized. When she comes up, I could wake up with that every morning. <laughs> because us, man, lashes, I mean, when lashes were really big, I, I mean, I had lashes on my sandals one time. I'm like, whose are those? 
There's a spider and caterpillar crawling up on me. When are y'all lost that, you know? Anyways, I got distracted. Let's get back to the word, right? Let's get back to the word. We got to grow in knowing, right? Knowing God. Then that grace and that peace is going to be multiplied in what? In the knowledge of him. Why? Because if we don't know him, then we don't know what's available to us. If we don't know him, we don't know that he's already provided for us. If we don't know him, we don't even get to experience his power. If we don't know him, we don't get to experience his love and his healing. We need to grow in the knowledge, right? We have to grow in our knowing of God. We can't just know of him. we got to actually experience him. How many of y'all are ready to stop being powerless and actually experience the power of God operating in and through you? When it gets rough, when it gets tough, that power of God is working in and through you. Actually experience him and his love. His love, the depths of his love. The more understanding I get of God's love, I'm like, oh my gosh. It's like the deep sea. You just keep going and going and there's more of him to discover. Actually experiencing his fullness the fullness of God. Paul said in Ephesians 3.19, and that you may come to know practically through personal experience the love of Christ, which far surpasses mere knowledge without experience. We're not just going to know of it, but we're going to experience the love of Christ. We're not looking for love in all the wrong places. We're experiencing love. And that's what we have to offer this world. It surpasses knowledge that you may be filled up, come on, through your being with all the fullness of God. Anybody been feeling empty? It's time to get filled up throughout your being with all the fullness of God so that you may have the richest experience of God's presence in your life. I want to be experiencing God's presence to the maximum in every area of my life, the good, the bad, the ugly, it all, right? You can experience him completely filled and flooded with God himself, having full discernment of him and his kingdom. There's things that happen in this life, and sometimes I just want to know, God, what am I supposed to do right now? How am I to respond in this situation? Not just react. Not just, Jesus, 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 Jesus. No, I want to know you, experience you, take authority just like you. Being a disciple of you, following after you, having discernment, full discernment of him and his kingdom, him and his way of doing things. There's our way of doing things, there's the natural way of doing things, and there's God's way of doing things. We need to tap in to that way of doing things, and we do that through coming to know, coming to know through personal experience of God and Jesus Christ as our Lord and Savior, right? As we face hard challenges in this life, we need to look to Jesus as our source of grace and peace. We're going through it. Jesus is my source. Jesus is my grace. He is my peace. Jesus is always there with us in the midst of our challenges. You know what he's doing? Showing himself faithful. And what are we doing? Trying to work, work, work. Showing ourselves faithful. No, 
It's but by the grace of God I am where I am. Only by his grace. He gets all of the glory, right? He's always there. He's trying to show himself faithful on your behalf. Show him strap. So show himself strong on your behalf. And what is he doing? He's calling us to come away with him. Come away with me. Get away with me. Run to me. Follow after me. Come with me, right? Jesus says, I am all that you need. Can you believe him? Can you trust him? Is Jesus all you need or that job? Is Jesus all you need or that relationship with so-and-so? Is Jesus all that you need or all that lottery money in the bank? Is Jesus all that you need? Come on. Is Jesus all that you need? Let's go. And I don't mean this negative. This is supposed to be encouraging. <laughs> I promise. We got to ask ourselves, though, we don't want to be just a product of our generation and a product of this world. We want to be a product of Jesus, conformed to the Son. Jesus said, I am all that you need. When I got a problem, I'm like, Jesus, you got a problem. I'm sticking with you. Go ahead. Show yourself big. Show yourself strong. Not by my works. Can we trust in him? Because Jesus says, I am peace. Jesus says, I am what you need. Jesus says, lean on me. We're feeling lonely. We're feeling stressed out. We're feeling defeated, burnt out. And we want others to feel that need in our life. Jesus says, lean on me. When you're not strong. And I'll be your friend, and I'll help you carry on. I don't even know where that came from, but lean on me, learn from me, follow after me. Not me, Jesus. Jesus is saying this. He's saying, I'm all that you need, not money. Not your way of doing things, not your old traditions, not your culture, not your generation, not your government, right? Not your career, not your family, your job, your bank account, not your friends, not your followers, not your media influencers. Jesus, he got all you need. He's more than enough. He is grace and peace, right? He's saying, follow me. Sometimes we start looking to everything else and find no peace. And we're wondering why. And we're questioning God. And we forget about Jesus, the Prince of Peace. Three steps to finding more grace and more peace is always, number one, continuously come to Jesus. Continuously run to Jesus. Number two, continuously partner up with Jesus. We are partnered together. We are in this together. We are married to Jesus. We are one with him. We are united together with him. Number three, continuously learn of Jesus. There's always more of him to learn about. Jesus said in Matthew eleven twenty eight, come to me, all who are weary and heavily burdened by religious rituals that provide no peace. 
Anybody been there? Praying, praying, praying. Jesus, 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 Jesus. Trying to quote a scripture, quote a scripture. And what does it do? Provides no peace. You need to believe the scriptures. Fellowship with the scriptures. Fellowship with the word. Jesus is the word. Jesus said, I will give you rest, refreshing your souls with salvation. Jesus says, take my yoke upon you and learn from me, following me as my disciple. For I am gentle and I am humble. He's not a slave driver. He's not whipping us when we're down. He is gentle. He is humble in heart. And you will find rest, renewal, blessed quiet for your souls. For my yoke is easy to bear and my burden is light. So when it is heavy, we're not following after Jesus. We're following after the law. We're following after works. We're following after the flesh. When it's heavy, because his burden is easy to bear and it is light, right? What do we need to do? We need to come to Jesus and not religion. We need to come to Jesus, right? Come to Jesus who is grace. We need to come to Jesus who is the prince of peace. And all this takes childlike faith. That childlike faith. That baby puts their arms out and they know you're coming. That baby screams their head off and they know you're going to change their diaper. You're going to feed them. You can give them the little chipone right away. And this is probably not how I say it. you say it. It's right. Pacifier. Is that better? Stop it. You know what I meant. But whatever, that childlike faith, they're going to run and you're going to catch them. And you know what? They get bigger and bigger. And I'm like, whoa, good thing I've been squatting. They just come running. They come open that door, running up. Auntie. I'm like, let's go. Come on. Come on. And Daniel and Matt, I'm like, yeah, I can carry you guys still. They're like, Sash, we done passed you a long time ago in weight and height now. I'm like, no, no, let's try. Ready? If I squat, because I've been squatting a lot, I can do it. Ready? Okay, you guys hold each other, and I'll hold you. Ready? Are you ready? They're like, are you ready? And let me tell you, we got that thing on video. I'll play it one time. Your girl went, boom. <laughs> but my mind said my legs could carry them. But gravity says something else. It takes that childlike faith, not perfection, not good works. Jesus says, come to me. Jesus is saying, have a relationship with me. Jesus is saying, Marry me. Marry me. And all you out there waiting for a proposal, here it is. Marry me. Let's go. Jesus said, come to me. Yoke up together with me. Because I am the way. I am the truth. And I am the life that you need. That's who I am. It's easy to get all yoked up together with everything else and everyone else but Jesus. We all yoked up together. We, we got our allegiance 
to everybody else but Jesus. Not us, not here, not at Love Life, right? No, our allegiance is with Jesus, not the weak flesh that's just thirsty and hungry all the time. We're not even going to complain that it's so hot outside. You know why? Because we live in Arizona and we suck it up buttercup and we have AC in the name of Jesus. Click on. We got to continuously come to Jesus and keep on coming. Keep on coming to Jesus. Keep coming home to Jesus, right? Keep on coming to Jesus. Not for salvation again and again and again. No. When we call them the name of Jesus, we are saved and sealed by the Holy Spirit. We continuously come to Jesus to learn from him. We continually come to Jesus to have fellowship and friendship with him. We continually come to Jesus to have a deep, intimate relationship with him. That's why we keep coming to Jesus. We keep coming to Jesus because we come to know Jesus and his faithfulness. When we keep coming to know Jesus, we discover his new covenant with us, his great love for us. We discover these things in the coming to know his loyalty to us. We discover this as we come to know him and we continue to come to know him. He said, take my yoke upon you. And that is not the yolk of an egg that you had this morning for breakfast. No, it's like two oxen and you can Google it on your own time, but not right now because I'm still talking. I know y'all. It's like two oxen who are yoked together with a wood balancing beam. They're yoked together with their heads are yoked together with a wood balancing beam, right? They're yoked together as one. He's saying, take my yoke upon me. Take, uh, yoke up together with me as one. Those two oxen, they're yoked together as one. They are partnered together as one, Right? They're not going in two separate directions because they're one. They're yoked together. So we got to stop trying our we got to stop trying to live our life independent of Jesus. We're not yoked together with Jesus. We're yoked together with the mortgage. We're yoked together with this social media. We're yoked together with Followers and influencers, we're yoked together with being cool at school. We're yoked together with, I don't know, what else? Food. We're yoked together. When we live in independent of Jesus, we're yoking ourselves together with other things. we got to stop trying to live our life our own way and stop leaning to our own understanding and trust in Jesus. Acknowledging God in all of our ways, right? We're no longer living independent of God. We're married to Jesus. And let me tell you, when you get married, things change. And all the married people said, and all the newlyweds said, things change. Right? Things change. When me and my sisters moved out together, I'm like, hey, let me know where you're at. Text me when you get there. She tells like, I don't want to tell you nothing. Who you think you are? You ain't the boss of me. You are my mom. We were young. But I'm just like, you want somebody to care enough about you to know where you are. You want somebody in your life that will keep you accountable, right? We're married to Jesus, and things change when you get married. Things should change. Things should change. You shouldn't be still acting all single when you're married. 
Things should change. You're now accountable for where you are, for what you do, for what you spend. All the singles, you know, you're like, woo, woo, woo. Get married. Your man get a notification on his cell phone. Where are you? Leave Target now. Your man got an alarm system when you even just passed Target. Keep on going. Keep on going. Keep on. The spirit of Target done left her. I don't know. Costco, whatever your thing is. Right? When you're married, things change. Things change. They're not the same. You're accountable. Where you are, what you do, what you spend, and who you prioritize. Things change. Well, actually, things should change. And our life should completely change after coming to Jesus. Coming to Jesus, being married to Jesus, yoking up together with Jesus, leaning on and learning from Jesus. We're now, we are now dependent upon another. We're not independent. We don't have to take care of everything ourselves. We are now married to Jesus, and he's a good husband who takes care of you and provides for you and protects you and watches over you. We are now dependent upon another. We are now united to another. We are now living every day with another. That would be the wildest thing. Anyways, we're now accountable to another. We're now in partnership with another. And we are now loyal to another. And his name is Jesus. His name is Jesus. That's being yoked together with him. How many are ready to yoke together with Jesus? Partner together with Jesus, right? It's time that we grow up and we leave and cleave. We leave the world. We leave the works of the law. We leave religion and cleave to Jesus. We run to Jesus. We come to Jesus. Jesus is what? He's our hero husband. He's our righteousness, right? He restored our relationship with the Father. Jesus is our grace, and he is our peace. And we have to learn to take his yoke upon us and not the yoke of bondage. The yoke of bondage and sin. No thanks. Mm -mm, Not for me. Paul said in Galatians 5.1, stand fast, therefore, in the liberty and the freedom by which Christ has made us free. And do not, look at your neighbor and say, do not. Look at yourself, do not. Come on. Do not be entangled again with a yoke of bondage. Getting all up in their entanglements. No thanks. We're going to be yoked together with Jesus. Jesus said, come to me. Have a relationship with me. Marry me. Partner together with me because I am the way. I am the truth and I'm the life that you need. Right? The three steps, more grace and more peace. Continuously come to Jesus. Continuously partner up together with Jesus. This is a daily decision. This is a matter of the heart. This is a heart attitude. I'm one with Jesus. I'm united together with Jesus. He is the head and I am the body. His will be done in my everyday life. And more grace and more peace. And more grace and more peace is being multiplied in our lives, right? Continuously learn of Jesus. And grace and peace multiplies in the knowing. 
multiplies and there's security that comes in the knowing. In the knowing that you know he will never leave you, he will never forsake you. In the knowing that you're knowing that he will never disappoint you. His promises are yes and amen and it is finished. Not where is he missing it, where are we missing it? Help my unbelief, right? We need to take care of that unbelief and look to Jesus, keeping our eyes on Jesus, coming to know Jesus more and more, and having grace be multiplied in our life, having peace be multiplied in our life. For God hasn't given us a spirit of fear, but he's given us power and love and a sound mind, a well-disciplined mind. And a well-disciplined life is the fruit of a well-disciplined mind. We come to Jesus in the good, in the bad, and the ugly. And we come to know him in a greater way every single day. Amen? I got so much more. And it's 8 o'clock and we're wrapping this thing up. But guess what? We just started this series. Anybody receive something tonight? Amen. Grace and peace be multiplied. I love you guys. Amen, amen, amen. Thanks again for listening. To hear more encouraging messages just like this one, make sure to subscribe and check out our podcast channel for past episodes. If you loved what you received, please consider rating it and sharing it with your friends and family. For more information about Love Life and getting connected with us, go to lovelife.church. We love you and are believing God's best for you.